Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. This episode of Pseudo Intellectual is actually a very special episode because it is our first episode going forward with the new format change. And if you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, head on over to my YouTube channel. That's Lauren Chen on YouTube. I recently did a live stream explaining that the show would be going through some changes as well as talking about the reasons for those changes. And basically, we're going to be bringing you more stories per week and trying to get on more platforms forms because YouTube, Facebook, still not fans of ours. So if you have any comments, questions, concerns, you want to know more about what's going on, I encourage you to check out that video. But for today, I don't want to spend too much time discussing how I'm going to be discussing things. So I figure let's just jump right into the story. So first up, the WHO has a new set of guidelines for how to properly teach sex ed to zero to four-year-olds literal infants, and it is exactly as inappropriate as it sounds. Then we have more Biden me too hypocrisy from the establishment left that shows no signs of easing up. And finally, we're going to be finishing off the episode with a discussion of Netflix, the new woke King Arthur series that actually race swaps King Arthur and focuses on a female protagonist because why not? It's, it's very modern and progressive. So if you've seen this show before, you'll know that I am no fan of the WHO. It's a big, corrupt, overfunded globalist bureaucracy. All in all, not my thing. And based on the comments that I've seen from the videos we've done on the WHO or the UN more generally, because of course the WHO is part of the UN, I know a lot of you guys feel the same way. Well, now we all have another reason to dislike them. This story comes to us from Paul Joseph Watson's outlet, Summit News. They reported that, yeah, apparently in Europe, the WHO has put forth a set of guidelines about the best ways to teach zero to four-year-olds uh, about things like gender identity and even masturbation. Shocking stuff we're going to be looking at, but first, I want to tell you all about Ashford University. While you're spending time at home, don't just think about your future, do something about it. Get a degree from Ashford University that can help you have a brighter future. Ashford University's online bachelor's and master's degree programs allow you to learn on a convenient and flexible schedule. You can pursue a degree in one of Ashford's 60 plus programs like business administration, healthcare administration, and psychology. With 24 seven access to your classroom, daily support, and financial aid available, Ashford gives you the tools you need to keep climbing. There's this assumption a lot of people have about university that it needs to hold you back from your life. Like you need to put everything on hold to go get your degree. But with Ashford, that is just not the case. You can be uh, you can be parenting, working or heck even traveling all while going to school. Thanks to Ashford, your success is their success. And there's no fee to apply or standardized testing required to enroll. Do it today. Go to ashford.edu slash Lauren. That's ashford.edu slash Lauren. Again, ashford.edu slash Lauren. Not all programs are available in all states. So here we have a, a set of tables that's actually from the WHO guideline handbook that describes some very concerning things. So we can see that this is for zero to four-year-olds. And uh, there are different modules, things like information, skills, and attitudes. And we see that one of the things that apparently zero to four-year-olds need to know about is uh, body positive image and self-esteem. I mean, at face value, I don't have a problem with that. Depends what they mean by body positive image. Uh, we also see that they have respect for gender equality highlighted as something these infants need to know. Uh, I don't know about you all, but I very much doubt how much of an appreciation for things like gender or equality 
a two or three year old can have. And I think it's very interesting that throughout this table, as you'll see, things like respect for gender equality feature so strongly. Uh, in the handbook, it does go into why this program is necessary. And they mention things like immigration, uh, especially immigration from third world countries. It kind of seems like in a lot of ways, this program is targeted uh, toward students who might come from a background of maybe a certain religion of peace that has been known to have issues with certain types of equality. That's just my guess. They're, they're, they're very PC about talking about it though, so it's hard to know what they mean for sure. That's the feeling I get. Let me know what you think. They also say that uh, apparently zero to four-year-olds need to know about different ways to become part of a family like adoption and the fact that some people have babies and some do not. Why is this being taught in school? I, I don't know at all. And acceptance of different ways of becoming a child of a family is also something they have put on here. For social and cultural determinants of sexuality, they want to teach these young, young children about gender, cultural, and age differences and values and norms differ by country and culture, social rules, and cultural norms slash values. I think it's questionable that these things would be taught at any age. Uh, this just does not seem like things that a school needs to cover. What happened to things like math, English, history? This just seems like moral relativism. And it's funny because for a program that in a lot of ways does seem targeted toward migrant groups uh, and enforcing depraved Western standards of sex eds onto them, sex ed onto them. Uh, there's this whole focus on like cultural differences. I think a lot of cultural differences would include not teaching young children about that. I don't know. They also say these kids need to learn to recognize and deal with differences in values. For the attitudes they hope children develop, they put an open, non-judgmental attitude, acceptance of equal rights, and respect for different norms regarding sexuality. This is all, it seems very geared toward uh, pushing like LGBT acceptance and gender equality. I I'm actually curious as to how they would do that for such young students though. I mean, because this is shockingly young, zero to four. I mean, can these kids even form complete sentences? I don't know. How do you teach cultural norms to kids with like dolls, PowerPoints? I'm actually, I'm actually curious. Uh, this is the most shocking part though. Under sexuality, it says that they're going to be teaching, or at least they want to teach kids about enjoyment and pleasure when touching one's own body, i.e. early childhood masturbation. I think it is completely normal for kids of really any age to have a curiosity about their bodies. Uh, I don't think though that it's normal for in school strangers or people who are not related to the children to be teaching them about masturbation. That just seems so gross and wrong. And I think, you know, a lot of the times if the kid is this young, they're not doing anything out of a sexual desire. They're just curious and learning about their bodies. And it seems like this is a way to try to sexualize that. I know in Poland, they recently came under fire. I'm not sure about the law in its entirety, but it was something to do with um, calling sex educators, labeling them pedophiles and like criminalizing it or something. And a lot of people were really upset about it. I don't know about that law specifically, but I do think that if you are someone who wants to teach childhood masturbation to zero to four year olds, you you most definitely are some type of pervert. And I, I do think yeah, I would be okay with that 
I don't know about being criminalized and you going to jail, but something should happen to you, right? There should be some sort of punishment for trying to do this. This is disgusting. It also says uh, these kids need to gain an awareness of gender identity and talk about unpleasurable or pleasurable feelings in one's own body. I don't think this has any place in the school system, let alone for kids this young. Uh, you know, people were upset about Trump saying that he wants to defund the WHO. People were saying, how can you do this to public health? The WHO is not just about public health. There are other organizations that deal with public health. The WHO has its hands in so many other things. They, I mean, they're essentially carrying water for the Chinese Communist Party and are literally run by a communist revolutionary. This is yet another example of why we shouldn't be taking them seriously. So the, the next time you see someone carrying water for the WHO, just show them this. See what they say. Uh, hopefully, if they're a sane person, it'll make them a little bit more critical of them going forward. Uh, next up, we have Biden and more Me Too funds. So I'm sure most of you have heard by now of Tara Reid's accusations against Biden. She was a Biden staffer in the 90s. Um, she alleges that Biden molested her while she was working for him. Um, she did tell people at the time that it at least happened. Uh, in a lot of ways, these allegations are more substantial than the ones against Kavanaugh, but predictably, the media establishment left have been treating the, the allegations very differently. So we're going to be looking over some cases of delicious hypocrisy. But first, I want to tell you all about Brickhouse Nutrition. So unless you plan on self-isolating forever, you're going to need to be around other people again. I, for one, cannot wait for that. Uh, one of the best ways to avoid getting sick is a healthy immune system system all year round, which is why you should be taking Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. One scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables, which boosts energy and supports a healthy immune system. If you're out of shape and don't eat healthy right here, your risk is higher. It's as simple as that. Plus a diet of fruits and vegetables reduce your risk of heart disease, hypertension, stroke, and even cancer. Field of Greens is prebiotic, probiotic, and a great source of vitamins, fiber, and other nutrients. Right now, say 15% off your first order with the offer code Lauren at BrickHouseLauren.com. That's BrickHouseLauren.com. Plus subscribe and save an extra 10% every month. Turn your body into a brick house with Field of Greens. Again, that's BrickHouseLauren.com at BrickHouseLauren.com. So I think we all remember how badly Kavanaugh was treated uh, during his confirmation hearing and everything. And there were so many ridiculous allegations against him, like that he was a gang rapist. I mean, unsubstantiated accusations and people took them as gospel. And that's kind of when the hashtag believe all women movement really came to a head. But fast forward and now there are allegations against Biden and a lot of people, you know, specifically establishment Democrats and the mainstream media, they're pretty much ignoring these allegations. Uh, you know, CNN, not really talked about it at all. And people have done comparisons over how much attention and the kind of attention that Kavanaugh and Trump's allegations have gotten versus Biden's. And it's just, it's pure hypocrisy. I'm not saying that everyone on the left is doing this. Uh, people like Rose McGowan and a lot of Bernie supporters, they've at least been consistent about how to handle these allegations. But uh, we have Alyssa Milano here in an op-ed she recently wrote explaining why she continues to defend Joe Biden. And look, I'm not saying that the people who are supporting Joe Biden shouldn't because of these allegations. I, I don't know if these allegations are true or not. I, for one, I'm not a huge fan of 30-year-old unsubstantiated allegations. And I do believe that, uh, you know, the presumption of innocence is important, whether that's Biden or Kavanaugh or Trump or anyone else. What I want to point out here, though, is the hypocrisy. 
Right. So let's let's read this piece from a noted Me Too advocate and Biden supporter, Alyssa Milano. She says, as an activist, it can be very easy to develop a black and white view of the world. Things are clearly wrong or clearly right. Harvey Weinstein's decades of rape were clearly wrong, and we can say that. That's fair. He has been convicted. She continues, Donald Trump's alleged sexual assaults were clearly wrong. Eh, but they're alleged, though, right? Even she knows that they're alleged. She says, Brett Kavanaugh's actions, told consistently over decades by his victim, wasn't that consistent, but all right, uh, were clearly wrong. Already, we're, we're seeing some double standards here. Uh, the accusations against Biden are way more substantiated than Kavanaugh's ever were. But I guess she's not concerned about that. As we start holding politicians and business leaders and celebrities around the world accountable for their actions, it was easy to sort things into their respective buckets. This is wrong. This is right. Holding people accountable for their actions was not only right, it was just. And then she goes on this weird tirade here. It's not up to women to admonish or absolve perpetrators or be regarded as complicit when we don't denounce them. Nothing makes this clearer than the women who are still supporting Joe Biden because it's an impossible choice, she pretty much says. Well, it's not impossible, isn't it, Melissa? You have, you have the option of doing what Rose McGowan has done and denouncing Biden, right? Believing all women, being, being consistent. You're choosing not to do this. But it's not an impossible decision or choice. A lot of people are choosing differently than you. She says, these allegations against Joe Biden concern me deeply. Not enough to not support him, but okay. He's a man I know, respect, and admire, and who I can't picture doing any of the things of which he's accused. But I've thought that before and been wrong. And sexual assault is always wrong. This is the crappy position we are in as women, but make no mistake, it's not because of women. We have to suss out that the one truth between two opposites and either one puts us in an impossible position. Okay, this is a, basically a, an entire op-ed of platitudes that mean nothing. Uh, people are still calling her out as a hypocrite, which I think they're right to do. Again, I'm not saying you have to love Donald Trump because you don't support Biden, but just be consistent. And you know what? If, if Alyssa Milano is someone who believes now that, oh, we need to vet these accusations, then she needs to apply that same standard to people like Kavanaugh and Trump. Right now, she's not doing that. I think that is a problem. Uh, the, the hashtag I believe Biden was actually trending on social media the other day. And it was shocking going through all of the posts because it's essentially exactly what Alyssa Milano was saying in her op-ed, just people having this cognitive dissonance. We have some here. This person says, I believe women until it's proven they lied. For this reason and many others, I continue to support Joe Biden. Hashtag I believe Biden. Oh, well, hang on. Do you... Do you, do you believe women or do you support Biden? Because there's been no proof that Tara Reid has been lying. So it doesn't really make sense. Another person says, as someone who is a survivor of sexual assault, not only do hashtag I believe Biden, but I also believe the false accusations against him set back the emergence of an accountability culture for actual predators really sad. Oh no, starting to sound a little bit like a right winger there. The, the idea that false allegations actually hampered the efforts to prosecute real sexual assault cases. This is, you're starting to sound like a little bit of a conservative there. I'd be careful. This person says, don't get it twisted. Trump is the only sexual predator in this election. Hashtag, I believe Biden. Again, blatant hypocrisy. You're going to believe the allegations against Trump, but not against Biden. Pretty suspect. And never mind, just if we're talking about like misconduct, Biden's on camera sniffing people. Sniff your I mean, obviously it's not as bad as actually molesting someone, but that's that's enough to be weird. That's enough to make people uncomfortable. Chris Jackson says, Joe Biden ran and was elected to the Senate six times. Joe Biden ran and was elected to vice president twice. Joe Biden ran for president twice before 2020. Not once did Tara Reid say anything. Barack Obama vetted Biden. Who do you trust? Hashtag, I believe Biden. Look, 
the idea that perhaps Tara Reid is saying something to politically disadvantage Biden, I'm I'm willing to accept that possibility. But when right-wingers were saying that about the Trump accusers or the Kavanaugh accusers, they were called misogynists. Uh, they were called victim blamers. Th this is hypocrisy, plain and simple. And it's frustrating to see how weaponized sexual assault allegations have become. I think this is toxic. I don't think a society can continue to exist like this. Um, I, I'm not a fan of Joe Biden, but I, I think if you are on the right, uh, you need to be consistent. I think it, it's totally fine to call out other people's hypocrisy, but I would be wary of saying that for sure Biden did do this because I don't want to live in a world where all it takes is someone's word before you get branded a sexual predator for the rest of your life. And I think that in regard to Kavanaugh, Trump, and Joe Biden, all right, this, this whole segment, if nothing else, is a call for consistency. All right, so now uh, let's talk about King Arthur. If you've ever watched any Netflix original series, you'll probably have figured out that they tend to be woke in the extreme. We're talking 50 non-binary, gay, trans, polyamorous characters, right? It's it's kind of ridiculous at this point. Uh, some of the series that come to mind with this are Insatiable, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and especially the last few seasons of Orange is the New Black. And I'm someone who I don't mind watching shows that have a different political outlook than my views personally. I think that's fine as long as they're entertaining, right? But I feel like at a certain point, the push for a political agenda is so blatant that it stops becoming entertainment uh, and just starts being propaganda. And I think a lot of these shows, they're so desperate to push a progressive narrative that they sacrifice things like good story, good character development for their agenda. And I mean, I don't want to make too many assumptions, but from the sounds of it, it seems like this new Netflix show that's going to be based on King Arthur, but race swap the character and focus on a female character instead of actually King Arthur. It sounds like another excuse to push a, a, a progressive agenda under the guise of entertainment. So we're going to be looking at an article related to that. But first, I want to tell you all, about purple. Technology has improved just about everything, phones, cars, and shopping, yet mattresses have more or less been the same since the invention of sleep, but we deserve better. Finally, the mattress has evolved thanks to purple. So the secret to purple is the purple grid, and I have an example right here. Really squishy, really fun. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. Purple is designed with over 2,800 open air channels, which I hope you can see here, and naturally temperature neutral gel. You'll never sleep too hot or too cold. I personally sleep both too hot and too cold, and it's really annoying, and it wakes me up all the time. Uh, the Purple mattress is soft where you need it and firm where you, where you want it. You can count on resting easy night after night, year after year, because the ultra durable Purple grid won't sink or lose shape, and I can feel that. It's firm yet squishy. It's, I've not felt anything like this. Purple is so confident in what they do that every Purple mattress comes with free shipping and returns and a risk-free 100-night trial. Experience the next evolution of sleep. Go to purple.com Lauren and use promo code Lauren. For a limited time, you'll get $150 off any Purple mattress order over $1,500 or more. That's purple.com Lauren. Promo code Lauren for $150 off any mattress order of $1,500 or more. Terms apply. So 
we have this piece here from Bounding Into Comics, and they say Netflix's Cursed series will explore the legend of King Arthur and Excalibur in a whole new way. The series is based off a book authored by screenwriter Thomas Wheeler, known for such works as Empire and the Arcanum, not familiar with either of those works or Thomas Wheeler, and featuring illustrations by comic book legend Frank Miller. I am familiar with Frank Miller. While speaking to Barnes & Noble, the pair described their take on the legend as Mists of Avalon meets The Hunger Games. Now, to me, that sounds amazing. That sounds really fun. But wait, it gets a lot, a lot worse. So they say, as the pair were working on their idea for Curse, they felt that King Arthur had been played out in many ways. Shocking, this ancient legend has had several adaptations. Wheeler explained he wanted to frame the story for his own daughter, hoping that she might be similarly inspired by the mythology. So this series is actually gonna be focusing on the Lady of the Lake, not King Arthur. Wheeler says that he makes it clear the story is told through Nimue's eyes? Nimue? Okay, you guys are gonna roast me because I don't know much about the Arthurian legend and I mispronounce everything, but it's through through this character's eyes. He explains telling the story through the Lady of the Lake's eyes allowed us to introduce all the characters of the mythos in totally new and unexpected ways. As for just exactly who she is, Wheeler elaborates, she is fey kind, 16 years old, and the daughter of her clan's archdruid. In many ways, she is a normal teenager, reckless, brave, certain she's right all the time, restless to see the world, but she's a pariah among her people thanks to the scars on her back. Okay, that seems like a dumb reason for her to be a pariah, but I just want to say I love strong female characters. I think they're great. I grew up watching things like you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Stargate SG-1 with Sam, but I, I feel like nowadays whenever there's a female protagonist, the only way writers know how to portray them as being strong or capable is when they act like men. So we have all of these characters who are female and like Captain Marvel, for instance, Brie Larson's version, who they just, they eschew any femininity. Excuse me, it's ma'am. And I feel like that's how writers are trying to say that. See, she's strong and competent, which when you think about it is actually a huge slap in the face to femininity and to most women who are feminine. Um, there are other ways to be a I don't know, a remarkable character rather than just having to act like a guy. And I feel like just from that description, the bratty, fierce, like know-it-all character, we've seen that a million times from different progressive shows. We don't need more of that. And it's really sad that he he mentions wanting to have this female character for his daughter to look up to. I don't know about you all, but one of the characters I looked up to growing up was Aragorn from the Lord of the Rings series, right? He's not a half Asian little girl like I was, but still I just, I I thought I admired his bravery and just his character in general. And that's something that I look up looked up to even though he didn't look like me. And I feel like the assumption we have now that to admire or relate to or identify with a character, we need to share the same immutable characteristics. That's, that's frankly, that's bigoted, that's problematic. I don't think we should be encouraging that. They continue though, if it wasn't clear already, this retelling of the Arthurian legend is about Nimue. Oh my goodness. I, I'm i sure you all will let me know how that's actually pronounced and her journey. Wheeler states, these words set her on an incredible path toward a remarkable destiny. For this is the story of the woman who wielded Excalibur before King Arthur, the story of the one true queen. How modern, yes, queen, down with patriarchy. No one has asked for this. Nobody has asked for this. I feel like this is just gonna be a vehicle for, you know, another kind of annoying main female 
character and her like slightly bumbling male companion and when it doesn't do well because audiences are tired of this then they're just going to blame sexism and maybe racism too actually now that you mention it because they also say that the show will feature a race swapped arthur the character will be portrayed by actor devin terrell and uh here we have a photo of the actor he looks cute Uh, i've never seen him in any shows so i can't speak to his acting ability And this isn't to hate on him, but I do find it kind of strange why they felt the need to race swap this character, especially since this is, you know, it's it's an old English tale and legend. Just imagine for a second if they whitewashed, for example, a Native American tale or a Chinese legend, people would freak out. And I think rightfully so. You don't you don't need to do that. But I feel like because King Arthur is English, then it's like you can do whatever you want. You can disrespect it and change it in any way and it won't matter. Uh, and you know what? The whole race swapping thing, I don't think it would bother me so much if it weren't for that double standard. Because ultimately, yeah, I don't care. Get whatever actor you want. But knowing that if things were different, the outrage would just be uncontainable, that is frustrating me. Now, I don't want to cancel something that hasn't even been released yet. I haven't seen it yet, and maybe it's going to be really good. Uh, The Witcher series, which is also on Netflix. I know a lot of people, when that was coming out, were worried it was going to be overly woke because of some leaks that had been put out. And it it was progressive. Uh, I'm not going to say it's not, but I thought it was still watchable and still enjoyable. Maybe it'll be the same with this, but I don't know about you all. I'm, I'm kind of tired of giving these shows the benefit of the doubt, right? I... I don't know, I just, I don't watch TV to be preached at. I just want a good story. And I feel like when they turn these characters into like these, I don't know, these little puppets that are supposed to represent the patriarchy versus strong women. I mean, it's it's stereotyping, right? A lot of these shows, it's not interesting to watch. Uh, the characters are two-dimensional. The writing is bad because they care more about pushing a message than telling a story. I- I'm not at a point yet where I'm going to cancel my Netflix subscription because they're too woke. I know a lot of you all have already done that, but I... I don't think I'll be watching this. Maybe if it turns out the reviews are amazing, I'll give it a chance. But I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm not giving Netflix the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Nothing but the best wishes for the show and the actors. I hope it does well uh, because I don't like seeing projects fail. But from everything I've seen so far, this is not for me. This is not for me, and I guess I'll just be waiting patiently for season two of The Witcher and hoping that that show doesn't get even more woke than it already is. But let me know how you all feel. Are you going to be watching Cursed? Why or why not? Are you tired of Netflix in general? Because I feel like more so than really other streaming services or studios, they are really like pushing the woke agenda hardcore, which is too bad because a lot of the shows used to be really good. But I think that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will see you next time.